Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 114. And today we're going to be answering a question from a tech coach all about goal setting We want to know from you guys, how are you out there setting your goals for yourself? How are you setting goals for your teachers? How are you setting goals for your school district? Especially when, let's face it, we don't even know what's happening tomorrow. You could wake up at home. You could wake up at school. You could wake up not knowing what's going on. Today, we're going to be talking all about that. I have two amazing co-hosts I want to bring on today, Miss Susan Vincent. Susan, how are you today? Welcome back to the show. Hey, good to be back, and um, thanks for listening, everybody. We're surviving down here in Kentucky. Um, you know, pandemic is ramping up a little bit, but, you know, we're getting through it and handling things as best that we know how. And that seems to be the case for every tech coach out there. You know, last week we had our tech coaches meeting, as we do every single Wednesday night at 8.30 Eastern, only a part of the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. We had a fantastic time. We're getting a lot of great tech coaches, lots of great conversations. Of course, you guys out there can be a part of the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. You can follow us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Or you know what? You can always sign up and be a member of our free Tech Coaches Network going on over and filling out our membership form at teachercast.net slash TCN form. That's teachercast.net slash TCN form for Tech Coach Network. Check it out. We have almost 300 tech coaches out there working together, sharing things, sharing resources, and we would love to have you guys being out there. And today, Sue, I am so thrilled to to share with you guys. We have another tech coach on. I want to bring on Miss Kate Curran. Kate, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Sue, for having me. I'm happy to be here. Very excited. Even though we're dealing with a pandemic, it's still exciting. It is amazing what's going on out there. Uh, Full disclosure, Kate and I do work for the same school district, and we have an amazing staff that we work for, and a lot of great things happening. But you know what, Kate? This is the time of year where every single tech coach is looking around saying, what am I doing? What am I going to be working on for the rest of the year, short term, long term? We, we did a show last week about about those professional development days coming up. And, you know, it seems like every time there's a health scare, I kind of look at this and go, well, those professional development days mean even more because it's just constantly changing. So today we're going to be talking all about goals. Now, Kate, I know you have a chance to work with a lot of teachers, work with a lot of people in the department what can you tell us about tech coach goals? How do how should tech coaches be looking at goal setting for themselves, for their teachers, especially this year? I think this year it's going to be different than other years. You know, as I tell my teachers, you're not going to teach the same way pre that you taught pre-COVID. Same thing with coaches. When I talk to the coaches, you are not going to coach in the same way. The foundations will still be there. The things that are important are still there, but we need to change the way we approach it. 
So a lot of times I'm telling coaches, we need to be really, really organized. And um, I help a lot of coaches set their schedules. So this year their schedules are just making sure we're doing a lot of check-ins with people. You know, we're making sure they're okay. We're making sure they aren't feeling, feeling overwhelmed. And sometimes issues are easy to solve if we're doing these check-ins and then we're preventing bigger issues from happening. Um, that's the biggest goal I tell them is set your schedule, do your check-ins. You know, you feel, if you feel organized, you're going to feel like you're doing your job well. Those check-ins are important. You know, one of the things that I know I'm doing this year in, in addition to like human goals, you know, as, as Kate said, working with teachers, checking in with people, I I'm, not just doing the human goals, I'm doing the digital goals. And I'm finding that even as we go more and more into this whole COVID pandemic thing, I, I'm, I'm making sure that my digital goals are set both short-term and long-term. You know, we're working on um, professional development. We're working on slide decks. We're working on websites. I'm trying to make sure that when my district or if my district does go into a situation there is learning. Things can continue. We do have support for these applications that maybe right now a teacher isn't using, but if they're home, that might be the only application that we're using. Sue, I know you're very passionate about goal setting. Um, talk to us a little bit about what you think on the topic and, and what can we expect when we're looking at goal setting as tech coaches? Yeah, so this is a topic that's been near and dear to my heart, uh, just because of just my own personal journey of, you know, teaching myself, you know, one of those things that I listed in the show notes is patience is a huge thing. And, you know, as I've moved through my career, I have had to teach myself uh, setting those goals and making them attainable and reachable. And of course, being student focused, this is just a topic that's near and dear to me. And I've done a little presentation with it to my tech coach coworkers in former districts, as well as at the state level and with the teachers that I work with now. Um, you know, a few shows back, we did, you know, how we can make November better than October or, you know, the rest of the year better than how we began the year. And it's all about goal setting as you move through the year, through the month, making it you know, attainable and knowing why you're doing it. What kind of goals do you have this year, Sue? I know you work with many teachers. You work more, you know, more administratively than, than I would at this point. What kind of goals do you have? What are you setting for yourself, your teachers, your buildings? Um, well, for me is um, kind of like Kate was referring to a while ago of, first of all, being that listening ear and um, getting that relationship with them at first. So that's a huge goal to me, just helping them to remember that I'm here for them, whether I'm here on a computer screen or physically sitting in the same room with them. So having them remembering that I'm there for them and working toward that. And then other goals that we have as a school system with me as a coach, um, having that impact on the teachers is just not doing things the way we've always do and do it, you know, learn how to um, think outside the box and make those lessons a little more engaging because again, we don't know with one or two days notice if we're going to have to teach from home instead of teaching face to face. So learn how to make those lessons engaging with whatever tools there are out there. You know, Kate, it's funny that no matter where we are as tech coaches, that number one thing we have to worry about is relationships. As Sue just said, making sure that you're, you're, your teachers know that you're there for them and that this is how you can always find me. 
How important to you is that relationship that you have with your teacher, with coaches, with your peers, especially in a time of uncertainty? I think um, it well, it's so important in this time, just because whenever I'm meeting with teachers, even if I have a relationship with them or if they're a new teacher I'm working with, they all teachers are so hard on themselves right now. And they're really embarrassed about what they're, how they're teaching, what's happening in the classroom. And I go in and I'm seeing amazing things. So sometimes my job just to help reaffirm the relationship and to remind them is to tell them that the things they are doing really well. And I build on that, you know, and then if they have an area that they're so frustrated in, I, I like to, I always ask them questions, you know, just to see, well, what do they really need? And then I find the technological aspect that can meet that need. And then we work together and eventually, hopefully, they are inspiring their team to do the same thing. So I, you know, I always try to work with at least one person on the team if I'm not, you know, working closely with everyone on the team. And eventually the whole team's on board. But it's back to the relationship, Sue, right? It's yes, you, you need to have that confidence with them you need to have empathy and you need to be on their level i'm not better than them and i come in and i remind them what they're doing so well because they you know this is really hard what we're dealing with right now yeah you hit it right on the head that's absolutely right and then another thing um what you just um hit me is using those questions is is there an example of a couple of those guiding questions that you might use in trying to help them attain those goals? Yes, so a teacher was saying to me, I just want to read this read aloud to the kids, but I wanna make sure my at home, my virtual kids can see it. And I want them to be able to answer questions, but I'm worried my virtual kids won't be able to engage in the book as well. So I'm one of the district trainers for Nearpod and um, Nearpod is very similar to other um, tech tools like Pear Deck. And it, it is basically an interactive platform that takes something like Google Slides and it makes it more engaging and interactive by inserting questions throughout. You can have the read aloud projected and I was showing them and this one teacher, she immediately saw how it worked and she said, oh my gosh, it's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, other teachers say, I, I have sub plans and I need to leave a graphic organizer that's on the computer because I can't print things and I don't want them to move things around. And then we talk about, you know, editing master slides on a Google uh, slide and how does that look? And, oh, that's exactly what I want it to do. And then they're learning things. Yeah. So sometimes you have to, you know, question, mm -hmm. pull it out of them to, mm -hmm. you know, match the tool that they need at that point in time yes mm -hmm. it's funny how these goals especially when we're working with our teachers could be a variety of ideas right with kate is focusing on nearpod i'm focusing on rolling out microsoft teams one of our goals could be making a checklist to make sure that we have training on every single person. One of our goals might also be, I'm going to visit three buildings this week. And a goal of mine is to have five meaningful conversations with five different teachers in each of those buildings. Those are two completely different things, yet they're still relationship building topics that I think are important. Now, Sue, you, uh, you're a fan of, of all some of the great stuff that Jim Knight is doing. Talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you're learning from him and, and his peers goals. Yeah, so um, 
he published a book called The Impact Cycle a couple of years ago. So since then, I've kind of studied through that with um, various co-workers at various times. And he, he talks about um, these um, using peers goals. So, you know, you're with your peers and you're setting these peers goals that are you want to make sure. And the P-E-E-R-S stands for powerful, easy, emotionally compelling, reachable goals and that they're student focused. So, you know, that's what I've got from just studying Jim's work, which is great. He's a um, expert educator in the area of instructional coaching and has a lot of good stuff. If you just kind of Google him, he, uh, a lot of good resources out there. So the peers goals is what really hits me. And then I use that in turn as I make those goals for myself um, in talking to the teachers, you know, in guiding them in creating their learning targets for their students. Cause we want those reachable obviously student focused. So those goals of what they want their students to learn. And then it's my goal of what I want the teacher to learn about technology and implementing that into their instruction. You know, one of the things he mentions is the concept of having that vision beyond the way things have always always been done. Absolutely. And I, I find that now as I work with teachers across the country of they're trying to still do physical lessons in a hybrid world. And that doesn't always work. A lot of times it is that tech coach that has to come in and go, hey, this is great. You're, you're doing a, a fantastic job, but let's just turn a screw here and tweak something here because you do have that foresight to say, look, we all know that this next step is coming. Let's get you ready for this. And that, again, that could be a, a, you know using Teams for communication. That could be using Nearpod for, for full hybrid. That could be any number of things. Yeah, Why for, is us, it it's, for us, it's been just that incorporation of student choice as part of the lesson, because those sync, um, we're using the term synchronous kids who are um, with us virtually at the same time, the face-to-face class is going on. And, you know, those choice boards, those learning menus, giving the students choice in what they're doing, because those kids at home are not going to do the project or the assignment the exact same way those kids face-to-face are going to do it. So that's been huge for us. Mm-hmm. I definitely think, you know, when I, when I visit a classroom I, and I see something I love in it, and I do see sometimes people printing things, and that's pre-COVID, right? That's a habit. And I, you know, I never penalize someone for that because it's what we know. But I always ask the question, how are your virtual kids engaging in this awesome lesson? Because this is amazing what I'm seeing. I'm just curious how your virtual kids are engaging. And then that sometimes leads to the conversation, oh, I'm struggling here, or um, oh, no, this is actually what I'm doing. And then I learned something. Another especially... question. Mm-hmm. So it's always, you know, I go in with an open mind and they, um, they, they're always very welcoming to me to come in the room, probably because I'm very non-threatening, but I, I just don't go in judging. I just go, hi, I'm just here. I, I want to see what's going on. This looks great. Yeah. Keep doing it. <laughs> When you walk in to a room, and, and let's face it, there isn't a teacher going around right now that isn't just going absolute bonkers and, and putting 100% into this. How long are you? I'm asking you for both of you. How long are you in classrooms? You just pop your head, I'm here. Do you spend some time? Do you walk around? Do you stand in the doorway so you're not in the classroom? What What does a traditional classroom visit look like for each of you? Sue, do you want to go first? Sure. For me, it's a little bit of everything, all the above. It, 
really depends on what they're doing at the time. You know, sometimes before I decide whether to go in or not, I'll just stand outside the door. Well, if the door is open, that, that'll vary. But, you know, if I can hear what's going on and just kind of get a feel for what's going on in the classroom. And, you know, if things are going smooth and they're into something, I'm like, well, maybe I won't bother them right now. But, you know, if it sounds really interesting and engaging or if I hear some struggling going on, I might just walk in there, act like, hey, I'm saying hello, checking in, you know, doing that social emotional check in anyway, building that relationship and then I might just stand there for a few minutes. And, you know, thankfully, um, I've mentioned this before, I'm very fortunate to have the relationship that I do with my teachers. So they don't really think much of it when I walk into their classroom. And then if I bring up something later in a tech tip or whatever, then I'm, I have gotten it from them. And, you know, it's a way to not only help them individually, but then to help the whole staff as a whole later. What about you, Kate? I, I agree. I do the stand and peek in the doorway through the window just to see if it's an appropriate time to come in because sometimes they're taking a test or, you know, something's going on. So I always check before I walk in. But the time, you know, this year, I'm definitely keeping my max at 15 to 20 minutes in there just because um, me standing in there, eventually I'm going to feel like a teacher and I'm going to just need to help. So I, I, I need to keep my focus on what my role needs to be. Um, I do make it a point to check in with the kids. So I always ask them, you know, how's it going? How, what are you learning today? Um, what do you like about learning today? Stuff like that, because it tells me a lot from their perspective of how they think their teacher's doing. And that's feedback for the teacher as well. So they always see me chatting with the kids. And then later on, I'll say, hey, you know, that part of the lesson where you did the exit ticket, do you have time to talk about that? Because I have some questions, and I, you know, I just want to learn more or whatever. And I tell, you know, I try to sound interested and not that I want to provide negative feedback, but usually that's where I'll slip in. That's where the kid had a comment. And it's it's usually they appreciate it because their kids aren't going to tell them that all the time. And I'm coming in as a stranger is talking, not always a stranger. Some most of the kids do know me by now. And um, but that that I always make a point to as well is to talk to the kids. And I also asked them, I said, hey, how are the virtual kids doing? You know, do you think they're they're listening? Do you think and they, they're very honest? So it gives me a lot of information. When we're looking at these goals, do you write them down? Obviously, we all have goals with our departments, things that we are asked to do. I don't think we're necessarily speaking about that right now today, but do you say out loud to your teachers, I, I, I like, you know, my goal for coming in is this. Um, are these goals that are kind of in the back of your head? Do you leave rooms and, you know, you tally off that you've talked to five teachers, you how do you keep track of all of this stuff? And is it important to keep track of all this stuff? Go first. <laughs> uh, so I do set my own personal goals, but I don't usually tell the teachers, you know, what I'm working on. If my goals are aligned with a school goal or a district goal, it, you know, everyone's pretty aware of that because I'm always driving that point home. You know, oh, how are 
you working towards building more discourse in the classroom? Because I know that was one of my goals um, with the school, one of the schools one year was you wanted to see, you know, 75% student discourse versus the 25% teacher speaking. So that was something we were working on that year. And I'd ask them or I'd say, are there any struggles you're having with, you know, meeting the school goal? And usually that was my goal too. But this year I have different goals and I don't usually tell them because I don't want to stress them out. They have their own to worry about. Everyone's always freaking out about something. So the less they know, the better I'm there to help them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very similar on my end. You know, you know, we obviously have our school goes our big PD we had at the beginning of October. And, you know, I found since the end, just in the last few weeks, when I do walk into a classroom, they're ready to refer to something that we talked about that day of, oh, I'm trying this, this, and this, like the choice board thing. So when I walk in, they're saying, oh, I've got this ready. I'm almost ready to start doing this with my kids in the next couple of days. So, you know, they they have this in their mind that that's what I'm looking for, which, yeah, secretly I'm kind of looking for those things, but I'm checking in on them too. I think for me, it works out differently for the teachers. There are times where I'll walk in and I'll say, Kate, let's let's do this. Like, here are some goals that we want to hit in the next couple of weeks. I want to help you with this. I want to help you with that. And there are some times where I'll just walk into Kate's class and I'm like, let's see if we can get this person to go to that next level without any, you know, breaking that fourth wall. I think for me, it all depends. I know that I, I like to keep data dashboards. I like to make Google sites. I have a spreadsheet of everybody who I work with, things like that. But one of the things that I have a hard time with, and Sue, you, you're familiar with this from, again, uh, Jim Knight stuff is patience, right? You're, yes. you're not going to check off every box in the first week. Even now, you might not check off every box this year if you don't have time. What does Jim say about patience? Why is it important for tech coaches to kind of just hang back and see that 80,000 foot view before diving in to catch that little mouse. Yeah. He talks about, you know, not beating yourself up because, you know, things aren't going to happen as quickly as we think they should. And, you know, teachers are not going to get it as quickly, just like our students don't always get it as quickly. So, or a pandemic is going to hit, or you go in the red and you have to go to remote learning the next day. So just being careful not to beat yourself up. And like I referred to at the beginning of the episode, you know, I've tend to have struggled with that throughout. Um, if anybody's familiar with the Enneagram personality type, I tend to be a number three. Um, so if you know what that is, uh, there's a link in the show notes that'll um, explain what a three is. But I tend to be one of those ones who want to reach my goals quickly, have the people pleased with me and then move on to the next goal. So I can, you know, get those, um, get those things accomplished. So, you know, I've had to learn that, you know, I'm not the one control in control of, you know, whatever life circumstances or the school circumstances or a pandemic. And, you know, I've had to teach myself to roll with the punches. So, you know, patience is a huge thing as we set goals. So I, I will let that be a lesson to not only every other tech coach on the planet, but myself. Number three on the Enneagram scale is great to have around for coaching and for podcast hosts. So good for that stuff there. I wanted to ask you guys one more question. One of the other things that we were talking about at our tech coach meeting, not only was about goal setting, but was about relationships. Stuff that we always talk about. We've already talked about it here a couple of times. I know we're going to dedicate a whole show to this, but I wanted to, to ask Kate while we're all here and how do we build relationships 
in a world or in a situation where we don't have that needed one-to-one time. We're all used to walking into a school, walking through a building, seeing a teacher, having a relationship, sitting at the lunch table. But we did just come from a world where that wasn't possible. Some of us are still in that world where it's not possible. Meeting a teacher means having another video meeting. And what teacher wants to talk to a tech coach conversationally when, you know, their 15-minute breaks are probably in their own kitchens getting their lunches and stuff ready. Kate, what's your thoughts on on building relationships? Because, you know, I, I like going in. I like meeting people. I like relaxing. I like getting to know people. But when you're out of school, there is none of that. Or am I wrong on this? It's definitely not as easy. The face-to-face part is really hard to overcome but um i you know during the covid closure in the spring uh email and video conferencing became my best friends because anytime i gave a professional development i was giving a ton during the spring anytime i gave one i always put my contact information at the end and i always said just don't even hesitate to reach out i have so many resources that i can lend to you and to you know help you out in this really weird time you know thinking we weren't going to deal with this in the fall (laughs) we are so after that i always you know that's how i get emails that's how i'm getting text messages because people find my phone number somehow (laughs) that's how i'm you know setting up these video calls with teachers i'm checking in on them i keep a very um you know good record of who's contacting me and then i'm always going back and checking in via email or texting or now we use teams so i'm checking in with that so it it's just always going in and making sure you're showing them that you care, but you don't want to overconnect with people because they are, as you said, Jeff, they're busy and they want their 15 minute break. So just just enough to show them you, you know, you have their best interests in your mind and you are there to support them if they need it and support the people who really do because there are people who are going to reach out and they're going to, you know, need your help. So I always focus on those people initially and then i reach out i branch out as i keep going so what do you think yeah i mean i think kate nailed it right there you know you just have to make yourself available not again not over not overextend yourself to them because they will learn to come to you finally when they need you when they want to and, you know, they know who um, who uh, knows their stuff and can help them accomplish the goal that they have for themselves at the end of the day of whether it's as simple as, oh, my goodness, I cannot connect to this Zoom call for the life of me. Or if it's just I need to connect because I need to hear an assuring voice from my tech coach that, yes, I can do this and make this through make it through the next two weeks. You know, if you guys have questions like that, we are always here. After all, this is Ask the Tech Coach. Don't forget, we also have our free Tech Coaches Network. You can sign up on our membership form over at teachercast.net slash TCN form. Would love to have you guys join the more than 300 tech coaches available to you guys. Ask a question, join the community, and really, it is join the family because once we start getting talking on a topic, it is absolutely an amazing thing. You can, of course, always check us out on social media at Ask the Tech Coach and check us out online with all of our podcasts, blogs, free templates, and more over at Ask the 
thetechcoach.com. Kate, I want to say thank you so much for being here today. If anybody wants to reach out and learn a little bit about Nearpod, how do we find you? You can reach me. Um, I give out my work email all the time. It's my last name's Curran, C-U-R-R-A-N-K at NorwalkPS.org. Or um, you can find me on Twitter, but I don't share that one because it's usually private. But my email is the best way to reach me. And Sue, where can we find out the great things that you're doing? Um, I'm on Twitter at SV314DWS. So look for me there and... Tech Imaginations is still in development on the web. And of course, you can check out all the great stuff again over at askthetechcoach.com. Lots of great things happening. Don't forget to check us out every single Monday morning for our our, our podcast dropping on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and all of your favorite channels, and more and more as we go through. There's a lot of new podcasting locations out there. We are going to make sure that we are on all of them for you guys, and of course, we love it when you reach us out on Twitter as well. So on behalf of Kate and Susan and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.